Everybody, welcome to Ikinari Podcast. I'm Jesse Jace, and I'm here with Eric Brockwitz. Hello. And this is the special Thanksgiving episode, except you're not listening to it on Thanksgiving. Yay, Thanksgiving! Yeah, so last episode we had the uh, the EA thing, right? The uh, Star Wars Oh yeah, so that's gotten discussion. exciting. That's changed a bit since then, and I won't get into the whole, all the... T- well, all the changes, except that basically the, the the final change was EA was like, we're just going to turn off the... It's like, uh, uh screw it. <laughs> the, the, what was it? Turn off the loot boxes. Yeah, like, there is no... Right now, there is no way to pay for extra uh, content. Turn off the microtransactions. Yeah, all microtransactions are frozen on that game. Okay. I want to stress and that... The I- word on the street is that the, like, Disney exec called them and was like, fix this. Uh, yeah, there was also something about Belgium, right? Didn't hear that part. Belgium, like some, I don't know who it was in Belgium. Maybe someone, some government official was like, hey, we should actually have our gambling commission look into this because <laughs> this loot box business seems kind of like gambling. Yeah. And then if, and you know, Belgium's in the European Union. So, yeah. so if, if Belgium yeah. says no, yeah, then it's going to be basically Europe says no. And then they can't sell the same game in Europe, so big deal there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we that'll be weird. What's hilarious is that, as it turns out, apparently uh, the microtransactions and loot boxes were not anywhere near this game's worst flaw. Like apparently, it's not very good. Oh um, really? Yeah. Like all these reviews are coming out. They're like, yeah, like a side. Like they fixed the tr- microtransactions, but this game's still kind of. S- sucks like really well that makes me feel better about not buying it yeah i it's weird because i was really still on board for the longest time i I, i'm i surprised myself by how long i was still like well i'm still probably gonna get it still probably gonna get it because i don't tend to play big multiplayer game like big you know like you know 20 people multiplayer games or whatever um Mm -hmm. but star wars so yeah. and the first one was yeah I know it was like slim right it wasn't super expensive there wasn't a campaign yeah. but still man it was like I'm running around in Star Wars it's kind of the shit like I yeah. it's too pretty to ignore and then yeah. I hear that like you know the campaign on this is apparently crappy like oh like kind of right. Sounds like it's written by campaign, you know. Like there's just like, oh well, we gotta, you gotta. Where's Chewie? Where's Chewbacca? Oh, uh, okay. Well, where's Han Solo? We gotta put him in this. Oh, game. do you mean like written by committee? Yeah, yeah. Like like a bunch of people were like, hey, I want this in there. It, it looks like, like I want some, this in there. It looks like somebody tried to write the game. Um, uh, Mitch Dwyer and whoever the other guy was. It looks like they had their game plan and that they got overrun with like. Again, this is just speculation, but like, her, she, apparently you play for her for like, I don't know, like an hour, maybe like two hours of the game, and then okay. you start playing as like your good old favorite Star Wars characters, you know, and you kind of like oh, jump around from person Rito. to person. Yeah, like you play as Luke Skywalker <laughs> and like weird shit like that, right? Um, uh, and young young Luke Skywalker, yeah, or. Yeah, okay. because I guess they're in the timing. Yeah. Anyway, it sounds not great, and the well, progression systems sound all kind of screwed up too. So, I for no, one thank you. am looking forward to Disney yanking that franchise out of EA's hands and giving it to someone else. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be a great day. Please God. Yeah. Um. I, it'll it'll definitely be interesting. Also, I think um, I don't know, man. There's just too many good games out right now. Oh yes, but, you I know, agree. Like, this year has been amazing. Um, yeah. So I just don't have time for you if you're not awesome. Right, that's right. Yeah. Impress me, game. Yeah. <laughs> Kneel before Zod. <laughs> <laughs> um, another little bit of news uh, came out of the U.S., which doesn't really affect us here in Japan, but um, GameStop was going to roll out this dumb, (laughs) like, game rental system, basically. Yeah, no, I heard about this. The same thing as, like, MoviePass kind of has a new weird thing, too. They're they're both like, 
yeah, it's like kind of super way too cheap. And everybody was like, wait, how are you making money on this? And then what did it turn out? They're like, oh, whoops, good question. Or like, what happened? Yeah, they just they just pulled the plug on that thing. Um, so was that a publicity stunt? That's I not, don't know. It's not but good GameStop, publicity. I'm I'm counting the days until GameStop just disappears. Like, get get out of my get off my planet, GameStop. Yeah, seriously. Now, however, I think I still feel like we need something in that space. Um, so oh, um, while yeah. I've been I've been like. I don't know. So hmm. I'm wondering, do you think GameStop going out of business and there being and that that being that space being empty, right? Where mm-hmm. like, um, you know, essentially where every retailer has an online presence so that you can order things from. The, so like you know, um, yeah. think of Best Buy. It doesn't really matter if you go to the store or buy it online. Best Buy still got you covered, right? Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that would push game prices up or down? Uh, I don't know how that kind of thing works, but well, um, so like, well, well, you know, it's always better for the consumer if you have more, like, usually more access. But I think this is a weird situation in the sense that like retailers have that have like uh, brick and mortar stores have kind of an advantage over um, because of the console situation, like. Mm-hmm. Like companies like Sony need a or like PlayStation need a place that will you know carry their PS make shelf space for them, right? Yeah. Um. So they need to like keep that partner happy for the until the next you know console comes out. Um. But yeah. they're actually competitors at the same time because oh, yeah because the money like you know the money that that Sony makes on the on a download is way better than the money that they make by selling it to GameStop. Sure. Right. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, there's been a speculation about like, would prices go down? Like, because what, like, for instance, they can't drop the price of a downloadable game on, on the, on the PlayStation network to what it should be. Right. I mean, there's no disc in disc involved. You don't have to manufacture or ship it anywhere, you know? So yeah, there's, there's, should, there's at least a couple of bucks that you're that you know you could discount it, right? But they yeah. can't do that because they have to keep GameStop happy. And if they discounted it, then mm-hmm. who would ever go to GameStop for a game? Why would I'm you? I'm not sure if that's really the yeah. the mind the like thinking that they're going through. But um, I just yeah. wanted to to say I like you just wanted I, to shit on them for fucking up. No, I just feel like GameStop has been like this almost what's not anachronism what's the word for something that doesn't belong in the world like <laughs> i think anachronism right now that's like something that doesn't belong in the time but yeah, like that's, that's, that's what you're saying <laughs> i feel like gamestop doesn't a, belong in our reality like, oh jesus i don't know how to i don't have a one word for that i don't either but let us know send us an email everybody. send us an email <laughs> send us two emails um yeah, like God, I can't. Here's here's what love, always happens when I desperation go, in our voice when people hear us asking for emails. <laughs> like, please, <laughs> please, God. Yeah. All right, sorry. Continue. Oh, uh, I was just gonna say, like the the process I always go through when I go back to visit uh, the U.S. Yeah. is like I see, oh, there's a GameStop there, and I'm like, I want to go in there, and I go in there, and I leave the store thinking, why did I go in there? Huh? Um, because they're just i hate 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 the way gamestop treats their used merchandise what do you have mean? you ever bought a used thing from gamestop yeah but i was in college and i loved okay it i i try I only to ever buy used like if i buy yeah. something from gamestop it's gonna be used it's never gonna be new because okay. their new prices are not competitive right but like they they slap price tags on things that you can't remove uh, I know what you mean. And if you're like me, and your game collection is sort of fluid, and like you go through games and then you get rid of them, well, right. guess what? If you bought the thing from GameStop, it's never going. It that game stops with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, you can't take it back to GameStop? Uh, I've never tried because you know I always end up finishing the game in Japan here. So ah, uh, I see. 
But, like, they, they stick a price tag on... Okay, let's say they put a price tag directly on the plastic Amrate case that the game comes in. Okay, that's a pain in the neck. Now if I peel it off, it's got all this residue that I have to, like, wash off yeah. the case. Yeah. Good luck doing that. I've also played... I've bought games where they stuck the price tag to the paper inside the Amrate case. Wait. And I was like... It's, it's a bit, way back in the day, I bought a PSP game. I think it was, yeah. like, Marvel Ultimate Alliance or something. They stuck a price tag to the to the paper that goes inside the game case. That's like, very strange. Yeah, like they took the paper out, put the Wait, price we, tag on it. Are put we it talking back about on. jewel cases? Yeah, the the plastic. You know the plastic case when yeah, you open it, you can pull uh, that okay, paper okay. out. I got you. From I got you. The okay. paper that shows from the outside. Right. Okay. That has like the yeah, art. Yeah, yeah. The box I got you. Art. I got you. Yeah, yeah. And then the worst ever was uh, I bought another another uh, PSP game from them and there was no box so they put the price tag directly on the umd disc <laughs> no, they, no they and didn't. i was faced with That's, the choice what? of either peeling this thing i had to take it off because if you put it, it tried to put it in the psp with the price yeah. tag on it, it it didn't really go in so i peel it off and now the game itself is all sticky and it's gonna screw a your psp wow lint and dust and god like what is their problem and if I had a nickel for every time I went into GameStop and the guy was like, would you like to join our whatever bullshit rewards program? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's not useful to me. Would you like a and magazine? Like, would you like the strategy guide for this game? Please pay I me. This, I need one to day, feed myself. One day I want to I wanna win a bet against the GameStop cashier where he <laughs> says, would you like to join our rewards program? And I'll say, I'll bet you I have no use for that program. And he'll be like, "Well, it's we ha- we have all- over blah 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 locations all over the U.S." And then yeah, I'll like Japan. show him my Gaijin card and be like, yeah. "Well, do you have one in Saitama? Because yeah. I don't think you do." Yeah, I'll have those twenty bucks now. Please give them to me. <laughs> You're terrible. That's so mean. Because you know he's like seventeen and like just trying to make it in the world. Yeah, that'll teach him to try <laughs> to make it in the world. <laughs> anyway, so fuck GameStop. Uh, yeah, what are we talking about today, Jesse? Um, beginnings and and well, I. The topic was supposed to be beginnings and endings yep. of things like games, movies, TV shows, but I mm-hmm. feel like we're going to, I can't speak for you, but I'm definitely going to be tending towards talking about movies. That's okay. I've actually got more stuff for video games than movies. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. Um, by the way, before we go on, I just want to say that I, I don't think we're going to be able to avoid spoilers. Yeah, it's going to be, spo- it's called beginnings and endings. Like, spoilers, yeah. deal with it. So blanket spoiler alert for uh, this for me, whole nothing thing. in the last year. Uh no, me neither. I'm yeah, I've got nothing, all old there's nothing stuff. yeah, there's nothing that's like recent, so deal yeah. with it. Okay. What kind of games? Well, are I we guess doing? I wanted to talk about so alright. It's I don't know how much we need to talk about bad openings and endings because they there's so many, right? <laughs> Like I agree, and they make yeah. a big. They, they only make a big impression on me when they're really good. Yeah, and I'm I kind just, of numb to bad endings. Right, or like, or okay, sure, all right, just mediocre. Yeah, and like honestly, the whole fucking thing about Mass Effect Three. Yeah, it wasn't a great ending, but it wasn't horrible. It was just meh, which is fine, which is whatever. I don't care. I don't no. think I finished Mass Effect Three. Yeah, it's the potential. I see what they were going for, but you have to, it's like you have to make a final decision and you're Is that the one where you like decide who to like take with you and like protect No 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 the final No no, no. Mass, two? Mass Effect three is like decide like the fate of living things in our galaxy. It's like oh, we're easy. gonna dis- Yeah, yeah. And it's <laughs> <laughs> and you're kind of screwed either way. Like there's there's always the downsides are there. It doesn't really matter. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't horrible. People should stop bitching about it. Um, mm. But like bad openings. I was racking my brain and I was like, I don't. Know, almost every game has a kind of subpar opening. You know. Uh, I feel like the beginning of any story is like the best part of it most of the time. Like. Especially for movies, I can. There's so many movies that I like the first half more oh, than the sorry, second. Yeah, half. I don't. I don't mean like the like first part of a 
of, of the story. I, I guess I mean like that first five minutes, right? Okay. That first like your introduction. That's what I mean. Yeah. Your introduction to the game. There are not tons of awesome ones, but there are some. Well, um, let me let me here. I was I was thinking about this last night. Okay. And I I came to a hypothesis that you might or might not agree with. Mm. And that was that like when I like a an opening of something, mm-hmm. the reason for me liking it is almost always different from me liking the end of something. Oh, 100%. Yeah. When I like the end of something, it's like the culmination of a story. But when I like the beginning, especially of a movie, it's almost always just because of the like technique that they use to do, like the cinematography. Yeah. Okay. I see what you mean. Ah. Uh, yep. Wait. I'm looking at my list, and that is exactly what my list says. Yeah. Uh, except like, for maybe one, but yeah. No, it's pretty. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Good point. Like, Boogie Nights starts with like a steady cam shot that goes for almost three minutes. Wow, okay. It starts outside. Oh, shit. You just street. reminded me of the beginning of uh, Serenity from Firefly. Oh, I haven't seen that. Not. Oh, Jesse. Jesse. <laughs> Have you watched <laughs> Sorry, the TV boss. show Fly- Firefly? Nope. Jesse. Nope. Jesse. Jesse. <laughs> Jesse. When Jesse, did that. Jesse, when, Jesse, when was, Jesse, when was Jesse. Firefly? I don't know, a while ago. Like, uh, I feel like I was still in college. Okay, so I... Well, I might have already it's been fun. in Japan. It's short. It's fun. Uh, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's just Whedon. I mean, it's just like... Uh, yeah. It's it's yeah. Buffy, the, Buffy the Space Cowboy. Yep. Um, Buffy the the yeah yeah o- which actually the OC I, I, in space I, I really didn't I really really did not like Buffy the Vampire oh shit Slayer. no I just mixed up Joss Whedon with McG I don't know who that is <laughs> it's a different guy um, no it, it's it's fun it's a really it's a fun uh, great show it okay. which is I'm here's not funny thing watch it. the it's movie opens very well the TV show does not skip the first episode uh, but okay. after that it's great. Um, right. it's like kind of a little bit built for you. It's like lots of silly little jokes and yeah, mm. I think you'll okay. enjoy it. Uh, anyway, so Jesse, do this, watch Firefly. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, sorry. How about this though? Here's a movie where the beginning is good, but not because of the cinematography, but okay. rather because the beginning scene, and this is a movie that's a franchise, but the the first scene of the first movie summarizes pretty much everything you need to know about the whole franchise. Ooh, Can you guess what movie I'm talking Indiana about? Indiana Jones. No. Yes! Yes! Oh, I'm a genius. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because that is a good one. That is a really How did good you one. do that? Are you I'll, screen cheating me or something? Yeah, yeah. No, I, well, I was like, okay, it's got to be a trilogy. All right. Uh, I mean, which is, don't argue with me, Indiana Jones is still a trilogy. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and like, um, okay, he's not talking about Star Wars, not cinema, yeah, and I was like, oh, you saying the, um, like, it describes the entire, like, the entire franchise, like, what you need to know, and I was like, that fucking, taking that idol off the stand. Yeah, yeah, that's the the ball. That's like, one of the coolest fucking ways to introduce a movie ever. Yeah. And immediately, I was like... Because I had, as a kid, I had zero interest in watching watching that movie. I just super didn't care, and I saw that scene. I was like, "Okay, I'm in." Like, (laughs) it's got almost like like the the, you know the adventure aspect, the humor aspect, the like swashbuckling, like close call, like all that stuff is crammed in there. It's like, and you immediately know like you're gonna have a blast. Like this is gonna be a fun movie, right? Like, yeah. It's like letting you tell, like, no, right? It's not going to be too serious. It's going to be a little serious, but it's going to be blockbuster and fun. Like, yeah, almost yeah. like a thesis statement for the entire, yeah, 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 series. That's pretty cool, actually. I gotta say. All right, how about I want to bring up a, uh, a game that uh, I didn't actually play the rest of the game, part because I only had the demo, but okay. part because I didn't actually. Find the rest of the game to like the part the the the, the actual gameplay of this game to be all that interesting, uh, but the mm. 
intro was amazing. Okay. 2006's Prey. Oh, ah, uh, 2006. I didn't play it. It's, again, you don't need to go past the first ten minutes. The rest of the game seems to be just, okay, like, weird alien weapons and okay. running around and shooting aliens. And then, like, uh, there's a bunch... <sighs> What's cool about this is, first of all, protagonist is a Native American living on the reservation. That's just a nice, nice change of pace, right? But, like... It starts out as a like normal like you know like what like like if I just if I said this game was just about a Native American living on the reservation, however you know that game started like like you know you're in the bar and some guys are assholes and trying to push your girlfriend around and you know you get to fight with them and blah blah blah, and then everyone gets abducted by aliens. Everyone, like everyone, and. Mm-hmm. Like you know, there's a white there's a white light and you start you float up into the sky and all this crazy shit and it's really cool, and then like you're getting processed through this alien machine and everyone's getting like ripped apart by machines to like harvest their like organs and you see your yes. girlfriend fly off in one direction and you're like I've got to find my girlfriend right uh. and it's like the coolest fucking I was like my jaw was on the floor when I played this intro right. Um, and then I found out that I didn't actually really like the game that much because it's just a f- FPS with weird alien weapons, which is like fine, I guess. But okay. But wow, what a good intro! It's just like, what is this story? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Um, hmm. Yeah. So that was a great one, and that one didn't really depend on like you know, wowing cinematography or anything. It was just like what the fuck? Like it surprised me by being about native Americans anyway. Cause that's just mm-hmm. not common in video games. Right. And I was like, Oh, this is kind of like an interesting, you know, on the reservation story. I wonder where this is going to go. And then, uh, yeah, it just it took me for a wild ride. You just uh, made me think of like all the games where there are a native American character and most of them do a bad job. Yeah. And like this one. Okay. So it starts out good. <sighs> In the game it's, itself. It, doesn't Infamous Second Son have a Native American? Yeah, character? yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's, that's a good one. It's it's all right. It's okay. It's okay. No, it's that's fine. a good game and a, like a very like reasonable depiction of, of a Native it's, American. It's in fine. my opinion, it's fine. It, but then you can get like, into like you know yeah. Capcom territory. <laughs> into like, what? Like T Hawk, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, Jesus! <laughs> like yeah. Nightwolf. Oh, you from mean like you mean like trouble? Like 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 uh, what's it called? Uh, problematic. Problematic. Yeah. yeah, I would say that's yeah. problematic. I would say that yeah, Prey does a pretty good job, but I they went a little too far into the like oh Indians are like they they were trying so Mystical. hard to not yeah, and I uh, don't I really it's like. It's like telling black people that they're good at basketball. And it's like, no, that's not why I'm a, useful as a human being. Like, <laughs> that's not. Lame. And also, don't you think I know I'm good at basketball? Well, okay, sure. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm uh, I'm horrible <laughs> at basketball. There's not enough physical contact. I want to punch you if you have the ball. Get out of my way. Oh, damn. Um, yeah. I got hit in soccer. the face with a basketball as a kid. Oh, that sucks so much. Oh, my God. Oh. My glasses flew oh, like <laughs> 10 meters. Oh, God, that's the worst. I'm yeah. I'm still scared of that. Like It's a bad thing. <laughs> I don't really like being around kids with basketballs in a gym because especially when more than one person is shooting and the two balls hit each other and fly in unexpected directions. Yeah. Um, so I used yeah. to work at an after-school program which was a, one of the good jobs that I had callback. Um, and <laughs> I, uh, yeah, while I was like always stressed out when I was in the gymnasium, cause I was like, oh, these balls can hit me in the face. Mm. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so far we've got, we've got tit for tat. Yeah. Endings. I got a lot, a lot of endings in my ending is a little bit easier to, for me to come up with. Yeah. There are, there are a lot of goodies. Why don't you go first? Well, Hmm. Okay. So I like endings that are like when I'm when we're talking about movies. Mm-hmm. I notice that all my favorite endings are sort of like I, this is not like that rare. I think a lot of people would feel like this, but endings that are perfect because they're imperfect. Like 
because they don't like not everything don't, is don't, okay. Like they don't satisfy. The yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. I one hundred percent agree with you. Like everything on my list is that exactly. Yeah. Okay. So like Makes the sense. best yeah. uh imperfect ending I could mm-hmm. think of mm-hmm. is and this might be my favorite movie of all time. Okay. Jackie Brown. Uh, I saw Jackie Brown, but I think I was drunk and in college and not paying attention. All right, do this, Eric Brockowitz. Yeah. Watch it again. You know, um, I'm really happy to watch that movie again. By the way, watched Hateful Eight last night. Not that good. Okay. <laughs> no, Jackie Brown might be... It's. I think it's Quentin Tarantino's best movie. Um, Shit. Uh, and, okay. Yeah. You sure about that? All right. I I like it a lot more than any other movie of his that I've seen. What would you say most people say his most famous movie is, or his his best movie is? Uh, well, most famous or best? Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> best, not most famous. Best, most famous Actually, is *Summer Kill Bill*. I feel like for the boat for both, a lot of people would say *Pulp Fiction*. Ah, uh, yeah. Because okay. considering that a lot of people are, you know. That's the way people are, and they're like, well, Pulp right. Fiction's a classic. But for me, uh-huh. Jackie Brown is a classic. Okay. And Jackie Brown ends with, so like, the, the titular character, played by Pam Greer. Who is awesome, who, by the way. I have much yes. props on her. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, the movie is basically Quentin Tarantino's love letter to Pam Greer, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, because the okay. whole thing is very respectful. Like, it's it's like, you know, Pam Greer made a career out of, uh, you know, black exploitation movies and... Right, um, right, but this, but yeah. Jackie Brown is very tasteful, um, mm. at, at least in its handling of her, um, and uh, she's you know the getting on middle aged stewardess black lady who has just um, saw her, seen her way clear of danger from this really like really menacing gun uh, gun dealer, right. Uh, Samuel mm. L. Jackson's character, mm. or Dale Roby, right, right. And, and he looks so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the long hair and everything. Ooh, <laughs> so slimy. Which I know is the point, but ugh. yeah, no, that's a great villain too. Yeah. Um, and she's like, she she got him. Uh, she got his her money from him, and she stole a bunch of his ill-gotten money. And uh, the cops who were. It's such a complicated ending. She defrauds the cops and the gun dealer without the cops knowing about it. It's a really like convoluted plan. Whoa, but um, okay. she's safe because Ordell's dead. And the guy who helped her a little bit, the bonds, uh, bail, the bail bonds guy, mm-hmm. uh, Max Cherry, played by Robert Forster, who's kind of around her age, like a little older than her. Mm-hmm. Like He's like, well, so what are you going to do? And th- throughout the movie, there's been this just a little hint of a love story between them and she's like i'm going to spain want to come with me and he's like nah i can't and then she leaves and in the background while uh across 110th street plays getting ready for the final credits you see max go in the back room and kind of like cross his arms and look like he looks like he's crying Mm. and i always wanted i I always felt like remember this scene this is like a great ending where he's like, he says no to her right. and then he's like, I should have said yes. Or like, maybe I still can't say yes, but I want to, or, you know, like, but yeah. Mm. A lot of mm. people say like, Oh, I interpret it as like, after this scene ends, he leaves and he chases after her and meets her at the airport. But uh-huh, uh-huh. I, this is really weird, but I like to think that it ends with him just regretting for the rest of his life that he didn't go with her. <laughs> which, which says a lot about, you know, your perspective on life. Um, well, it's so human. No, no, like, right. No, I, but I totally ending. agree because I'm so, I think what I'm tired of is the easy way out that directors mm-hmm. so often, or not directors, writers so often take right of like the, yeah. let's feel good at the end of this and let's make it about what it, what we wish it was instead of yeah. what it probably is, you know? And yeah. You know, it's not that every ending has to be an unhappy ending, um, but endings that challenge you, challenge mm-hmm. you in some way to like, th- like keep your brain working. Um, 
those are so much more memorable and interesting because long after the movie was over, my brain is still like, shit, man, like, wow, fuck, like, what does that mean? Or, you know, like, instead of like, oh, yay, and they lived happily ever after, yeah. you know, like, that's the end, right? Don't get me wrong. If a movie does that really well, like, in a really, really satisfying way, then full um, props. Heist movies. Like, so, like, for instance, uh, like, Ocean's Eleven, not yeah. the best movie in the world, but... No, but I really like it's that movie. Just, it's perfectly satisfying. And, like, yeah. they all get what they fucking need, and they all just stand at watching the, the the fountain, and they all just slowly walk away one by one. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah, right? Yeah, that is a good movie. I like, got it, right? But it's, again, it doesn't, uh, it's not challenging me. We, and no. that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, it deserves to be on the list. Because it was I, really, really goddamn satisfying. It was. And when you said heist movies, I was like, yes, that's maybe one of my favorite genres. And it's heist not usually because of the ending. It's usually because heist, of the process. Yeah, yeah. Heist things are just the coolest. They are yeah. so... It's the same reason why um, procedurals are so much fun, right? Like why like, mm. like cop procedurals on TV are so much fun. It's yeah. just because like, it's the process, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like professionals doing their like, the people who are the best at this doing this thing. That's complicated, you know. I don't know. That's fun. Uh, let me bring in. Um, let's see. I got a movie ending for you. That, okay. Uh, I think this is my favorite. Yeah, this is my favorite ending in any movie. I think. Okay. Uh, is The Departed. Ah, yeah, that's a good one too. Oh man, uh, we were thinking of the same movies while we yeah, were getting ready. Okay, for this. this is great. I'm very happy because The Departed is one of my favorite movies. Uh, it's a I good just, one. I adore that movie, um, and I especially adore it because it surprised me with the ending. Mm-hmm. And this is a huge spoiler, so if you haven't seen it, go see The Departed. Um, but everybody fucking dies. Everybody but Marky Mark dies. Like, yeah. And Marky that, Mark's the guy you forgot about midway through right, the movie. You forget about him, and he gets his. You know, and yeah. that's and like uh, that's fucking genius yeah, first he gets of all. his you could say he gets his but basically he just got revenge no yeah right but, that's it that's it right but like probably i mean maybe he escapes arrest after that but who knows no he's fine i mean he's you saw him like mad prepared right like he's with the the baggies on his feet yeah but like he's a <laughs> fucking detective he knows exactly you know the birth, best person probably to make to get away with a murder is a detective right <laughs> um yeah, the most likely to get away with it. Right, the most likely. Yeah, and yeah. so, but also that scene where, like, first of all, the elevator just blew my mind because I just oh yeah didn't it just completely took me by surprise because it yeah. was like finally these two characters who I both really like. I mean, they are like Matt Damon and uh, Leonardo. Uh, I'm Da Vinci. I'm Da Vinci. Um, <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci, yes. Um, but, like, they were excellent in this movie, and they were yes. playing such different types of characters with, yeah, like, uh, I don't know. I mean, basically, like protagonists, antagonists. Right, but they're, like, they, they had such different reasons for the things they were doing. It wasn't like they yeah. were mirrors of each other. They were mirrors in the sense that they were in opposite positions, but they were totally different, different guys. Yeah. And like when they finally, they've been aware of each other for so long and they finally meet or not. Yeah. Meet, they finally like, like everybody knows what's up. Right. Yeah. And, and you think it's over. Right. Right. And they and just, then, out of nowhere, somebody just steps into the air and shoots, shoots the protagonist. And you're like, what? Yeah. Wait. And you're like, shit, now I guess I have to root for the bad guy. Yeah. Or like, what? <laughs> What just happened? It's like in Psycho when, like, you know, the in the first like fifteen minutes, the main character dies. And you're like, sorry, what are we doing? <laughs> but it's the last bit, and you've like invested so much in like, you know, and the guys made every right decision. That's the other thing. It's like he didn't fuck up. He just got unlucky, and then he's just yeah. dead. And you're like, oh, and it just leaves you with nothing. And then you just watch the other guy live his miserable life, and then, uh, and then oh, Marky yeah. Mark, and then Marky Mark, like, yeah, walks in and is like, um, that, that moment where like Matt Damon looks up and he's like, yeah, fuck it, like, <laughs> all right, 
and like there's a second where Marky Mark's not going to shoot him. Like, like he's he's like I'm going to fucking kill you, and then he's like, oh, you're carrying groceries. Like you've got your fucking. You're clearly not doing that shit anymore. You just. You're a normal guy. Maybe I should have some pity on you. And Matt Damon's like, nah, I'm done. I'm I'm done with life. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So it's actually a suicide more than a murder, you know? Oh, uh, wow. You've thought about this a lot. I fucking love <laughs> this ending, dude. It is a um, good ending. Oh, fuck yeah. Mm. Uh, and, like, Marky Mark is also a likable character in that movie, even though he's kind yeah. of an ass. Like, uh, he's such a... But he's, like, the best kind of asshole. Yeah, my favorite line is, uh, I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. The other guy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, actually, and I like that um, uh, in Overwatch, uh, what's his name? Soldier 76 has almost that line. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so anyway, I was happy about that. But yeah, great movie, great movie. Totally see it. I, it's my favorite Scorsese, I think, which is funny because I really did not expect that to be true. I love his other... I love Scorsese. Yeah, I, I like, I think in addition to heist movies, I, I like uh, those kind of crime sort of, yeah, not biopic, but, but what do you call the movie where like they follow the rise and fall, like, you know, Scarface or Goodfellas, right. where they just, they show the guy rising from nothing to like you, the top you, and then falling back to the bottom. You keep asking me about all these words, Jesse, assuming that like my vocabulary will support an answer, but I just, yeah. I'm not there for you, buddy. I'm sorry. Like a crime drama that has a biographical, like a fictionalized biographical element. I don't know the word for it, but that, that, yeah, that's what yeah. we call it. We just put a lot of hyphens between those words. <laughs> <laughs> and then add the word movie at the end. Movie, right, um, yeah. How about this for a, a satisfying ending? So mm-hmm. uh, okay. I'm thinking of a movie that the whole movie just pummels you with human misery for the whole thing. And it's long. And the whole thing is just, like, ugh, heartbreaking and gut-wrenching to watch. Children and then, of Men? No. Okay. Uh, but in the last, not even one second before the credits roll, maybe the last oh. half of a second, there's, like, a ray of sunshine. <laughs> Wait, so this is, like, a really popular, like, movie that I've definitely heard of. Uh, yes, I think so. The director is immensely popular. Is it, are you Lots talking about Blade of, Runner? No. Oh. This came out in 1999. Fuck. <clears throat> oh. No. I'm talking mm. about Magnolia. Oh, I forgot about Magnolia. Yeah. That's okay. one of my favorite movies too. Even though it's a brutal, like the whole is thing a, is, is just a like brutal movie. Yeah, yeah. Tr- one tragedy after another. You've got cancer. You've got right. child abuse. You've yeah. got uh, the cop who loses his gun and is a laughing stock. Oh God, I love that guy. He's my John oh. C. Riley. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the guy. John C. Riley is the guy <laughs> that you. He's the best person to pity. Yeah. He does yeah. pity better than anyone else. Like, um, just sorry, a little s- tiny tangent, but uh, in, have you ever seen Chicago? Like the movie version of Chicago? Oh, no. Okay, go see that. Just just go on YouTube and, and type in Mr. Cellophane. And oh. he has a song that he sings as like a, one of those like tramp uh, clowns. Oh. And, and it's about nice. how he's invisible. Yeah, and he's okay. good. And it's like, it's just about how like nobody pays attention to him. Because he's because he's John C. Riley, and I was like, "Oh God, I love you so much! I'm gonna cry." Yeah. He plays kind of a slimy like landlord in the movie Dark Water, um, which is a horror movie with Jennifer Connelly. It's an adaptation of a Japanese horror movie. I don't um, think I could watch. <clears throat> well, it's also just hard to watch John C. Riley play an unlikable that, that, guy. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah, like I don't want that. Uh, like it doesn't there's a, fit. Sometimes typecasting is okay, you know. Right. Like and of course, you know, I always think of John C. Riley as Doctor Steve Brule from Tim and Eric. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't with watch his Tim and Eric thick glasses and whatnot. Going I, don't, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't watch other Eric's. Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Please. Yeah, it's I'm a one Eric uh, situation. But what I love about Magnolia is that the whole movie just punishes you and punishes you and makes you sit through all this misery, and then. Right before the credits start, the the sort of like the little love story that's trying to develop between John C. Riley and um, 
what's her name? Melora Walters. Yeah. Who, man, did I have a crush on Melora Walters after that movie came out. Uh, um, uh, like she's been, you know, everybody's been crying and just screaming and all this terrible stuff happens. And then right before the credits start, she smiles right at the camera and breaks the fourth wall. And it's, oh, cool. It's a really good smile. It's just, it's a, it's a half a second payoff for three hours of shit. Wow. <laughs> that's okay. That, and that's ballsy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like those take a risk, you know, endings. Okay, can I get into video games a little bit? Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, sorry. Before we go there, just a quick... Uh, everybody knows that this has one of the best endings of all time. There Will Be Blood. Uh, everything about that movie is perfect. There is Same director as Magnolia. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, There's Paul literally not a frame of that movie I would change. Just fucking... It is a 10 out of 10. It is perfection. And the ending is just, again, like we talked about, it was just like not satisfying. Just like... Oh yeah, right. Of course, yeah. <laughs> and then and yeah, ending so. a little more indicative of how life is, maybe. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, yep. oh yeah, bad guy wins. That's... Okay. Right. Actually, and and there are no good people in 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 that movie. There's uh, the kid, I guess. Maybe he's fine. Mm. Uh, yeah, but fuck. I'll watch. What's his guy? I always forget his goddamn name. Goddamn oh, movie. Daniel Day-Lewis? I will watch him do anything. I'll watch him... Is that the guy? Is that, Am he, I thinking of the right guy? Yeah, yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis. Okay. First of all, that guy is a fucking chameleon. Um, yes, he is. It's kind of scary how much he can change himself. I yeah. really, like, uh, it shouldn't be okay. Um, <laughs> like it, kinda, it, it actually kind of bothers me a little bit. But I, I, I'll watch <laughs> him, like, eat cereal. Like, I, I just... Fucking, he's the coolest guy ever. Um, Paul Thomas Anderson presents Daniel Day-Lewis eats cereal, eats cereal for two hours. Yeah. Um, okay, so some good video game endings. And I think I'll speed it up a little bit. I'll try not to talk too long about these. But um, of course, The Last of Us, I'll just get it out of the way. Ah, it's amazing. Again with The Last of Us. It's, it's really good. It's a great ending. It made you think, uh, you know, and it stuck with me. And it was powerful. Probably yeah. one of my favorite endings of all time. However, there are some other ones I like to mention. Bioshock Infinite. Oh, I still got to play that. You don't actually. Just go to the watch the ending. I, um, I want to play it. I no, no, no. You, 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 and to to actually get anything from the ending, you really do have to play it. Um, if there, it would be great if there was a way to skip combat, but it's. Fine. Uh, I don't mind Bioshock combat. It's fine. I do. It's it's fine. It's, but it just doesn't get anywhere near the story points. Oh, right. Well. The story points are so much more interesting. Um, just here's the thing I'm going to tell you as a, uh, not a spoiler, but like just to keep an eye out for so you don't have to play it twice. Just watch the twins. Pay attention to the twins. When they say something, it, just pay attention to it. And you won't, it won't make any sense to you for a really long time, but just pay attention. Uh, it's one of the better payoffs that I've had in, in a video game. Um, so I won't talk about the ending exactly, but it is substantial. There's a lot of meat in that ending. It's it's really long, and it's confusing as fuck. But okay. it's also kind of awesome, and it ex- by the end of it, it explains, it's got an explanation for essentially why video games are. Uh, and it explains like a lot of weird tropes in video games. So it, was, it was very cool, very cool. I enjoyed it. Um, okay, just because it's awesome, Portal... Gotta gotta show some love for Portal. Okay, that's the another cake, game I just cake can't. Up. Wait, the original just, Portal for real? Yeah, yeah, not a fan. What? It's Hold a, on, explain because I no, I assumed I that just, you would be yeah. A puzzle game better have it, it, it's a puzzle game, and a yeah. puzzle game for me has to has to feel like a little bit snappy and satisfying. It needs to have some crunch to it, like. Uh, a, it's a, okay. I like how puzzles. Much, how much did you play? Not much. I I didn't like it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I bought because, the orange box like yeah. back on the Xbox 360, and I mostly played it. Team Fortress. You should too. maybe try it again because it mm. it changes. It's not just a puzzle game. Like 
right. It gets uh, pretty interesting. And there's like kind of an interesting story. Uh, I will play it again to educate myself, but I'm not anticipating it. But I will it. not enjoy it. Yeah. No, okay, I just anyway. don't expect okay. to enjoy it. Right. I mean, the, yeah, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah, I hope I hope you are. I hope you are wrong. Um, okay, um, I think probably my favorite, more even better than The Last of Us. Oh, wait, 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 before we get there, sorry. Red Dead Redemption, great. Okay. Did you ever play the end of that? I didn't finish the game. I really don't want to spoil it for you then. Okay. Uh, oh God damn it, Jesse. Okay, Journey. Journey. Uh, we talked about this already. Yeah. So I'm just gonna go back to that. Like you die next to the person you were working with, and you both yeah. go to heaven. And then actually, even even better, it's a little bit of a kick in the balls. But like uh-huh. at the end, so you may be under the impression that you've been working with the same person the entire game because it can present that way. Um, but especially your first time through, you're probably not paying close attention to the outfit the other person is wearing, and that actually. You can tell the difference in slight detail changes in outfits. So you probably didn't notice, but it shows you like, oh, this game you encountered like these 10 people. And you're like, wait, what? Like, I thought we had a bond. It was like me and you. And you're, no, man, you had 10 bonds. Of, yeah. It was like, oh, no. but like, it kind of also showed you like, look like, you know, humans don't suck. Um, they, when they can't talk to each other, they're, yeah. they seem to be pretty nice. Under the right circumstances, humans don't suck. Anyway, um, that, that was definitely my <laughs> In a <favorite>. controlled environment. <laughs> right. <laughs> Essentially, humans suck, but we, we, here's a way that we could make them not suck. Um, but yeah, so those are some great endings that I enjoyed. Do you have any other endings you'd like to bring up? Uh, just one, and uh-huh. it's the ending, the ending like um, format that I would like to call the tiny victory. Which is that basically there's not going to be a happy ending in this story, but one little tiny thing happens that you're like, okay, well, at least that happened. Okay. And uh, the movie I'm thinking of is Traffic, the Steven Soderbergh movie about the war on drugs. I don't remember if I saw that or not. Okay, that also came out, I think it came out in 2000. It came out the same year as Gladiator, because I remember it was up against Gladiator for the Oscar, for the best picture. And right. Gladiator won. And I like Gladiator, but I kind of liked Traffic more. Mm. Um, and uh, basically, there's all these like stories that kind of are held together by the, the common thread of the war on drugs. And one of the stories is this cop from Tijuana, played by... Um, what's his name? <laughs> played by the guy whose name I can't remember. But anyway... Um, Del Toro. There we go. Benicio Del Toro. Oh, okay. I like um, him. So, yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's also kind of a chameleon in a way. But, um... Yeah, yeah, little bit, little bit. Sure I've that. seen him play some some very different roles. Like, if you compare his role in Traffic to his role in uh, Sin City, it's, it's not really close. But, um... Wait, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong person. He was in Sin City? What? Yeah, he was Jackie. Got He got a knife in his forehead or whatever. No, a gun, like the part of a gun stuck in his head. That guy. That's been. I don't. I don't. I don't remember Sin City so well. So. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, in in traffic, he's this cop from Tijuana, and he's he's not like straight laced per se. He's a little crooked, but his motivation is is very um, pragmatic and centered around like the community where he works and. He's making this deal, like he's he meets with these DEA guys, I think, or I don't know, there's some kind of cops from over the border, and um, exchanging information with them, and he has this little monologue where he's like, we need lights for the parks so the kids can play baseball. <laughs> and the, um, the movie, like, it, the ending's not, like, it's not a sad ending, but the, you can tell that the thesis of the movie is that the war on drugs doesn't really, like, you can't win it. Right, there, um, it's 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 a it's not a zero. Wait, it's a it's a no. It's a yeah, no. It's a win no sitch. No, there's a oh, there's a there's a word for that type of scenario. This is it's the like, podcast where we can't remember words. Blur. Uh, I'm sick. I have an excuse. Oh, does that work well, as an excuse? I, I my excuse is I don't think I ever knew that word. 
So, oh, okay. I heard um, it recently, so anyway. <laughs> Never mind. Um, the... What was I? Oh yeah, so like, there's you know, one of the characters' daughter is now in rehab, and like, there's a guy's been assassinated by someone working for Catherine Zeta Jones, <laughs> all this stuff. But at the end, the last thing you see during the credits is that the the cop got his like what was promised to him, and the the park in his neighborhood has lights, and the kids are playing baseball at night. Nice. And it's like, oh well, he got that, so yay. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I feel Good that. for him. Yeah. That, that type of ending is nice. That kind of like, well, everything's fucked, but you know what? Still got this. Yeah. Like, yeah. In a way, I guess maybe Magnolia is also an example of that tiny victory thing. I think so. I think that's what, yeah. Yeah, that's a good example of that. Like, so the world is still shit wall to wall, but at least uh, this one couple finally found some happiness. Yeah. Kinda, maybe. Yeah. Or like, might. Or There's whatever. hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to leave you before things go bad for them. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's an example of a good opening and a whiffed ending. It's still a oh. good ending. It's still still fine. Um, it's one of those, like, it's it ends right where it begins, right? Like, the first scene and the last scene are about, like, 30, about, like, two minutes apart or whatever. Um, oh, okay, the full circle. Yeah, and the last scene, it's like a big thing happens. And to me, I think that should have been definitive at the end. Uh, but then, like, they continue a little bit. I kind of wish they okay. had stopped. Actually, that happens in a lot of movies where I'm like, no, that's the perfect ending. Stop right there. Um, hmm. But they, I feel like they chickened out. Uh, it's got, it was like a 90s film. You have definitely seen it. Um, it's got two very popular actors. 90s film with two popular actors. Thanks for narrowing nine, it down. Yeah, nine, nine, maybe, oh no, this might have been 2000 actually. It was like right around 2000. Uh, uh it's kind of dark. It's, uh, um, you don't know the main character's name? Uh, Memento? No. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm not describing this well. All right, I'll just tell you. It's Fight Club. Oh yeah. Okay. I I really really enjoyed the opening because it's like what was going on here? Where, like, did where you are read we? the book? No. Ah uh, uh, okay. I don't want to ruin the movie for myself. Because um, yeah, I the, really, I, I really feel like the book. the book is a little better in the end. Yeah. But I love the movie too much to read the book. Like it. I really like that movie. And I've gone back and watched it again like not too long ago and been like, wow, I still like this movie. Okay. Because I remember mm. when it was popular to hate Fight Club because everybody liked it so much. And it was like <laughs> – but like uh, sometimes everybody likes a movie because it's good, you know. Um, like Star Wars, by the way, great opening. Um, and it's not that the opening was super amazing. It was just like, oh, that's a – Okay. I, ooh, I'm in for this movie. This is different. Um, and then the ending, they fucked up by, he shoots himself to get rid of his, like, you know, to get rid of Tyler Durden. Mm-hmm. Why does he not die? Like, he should die. Mm-hmm. That's the, because he, 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 he thinks missed he's the gonna sweet die. spot. Right, but here's the thing. He thinks he's going to die. Right? Uh, I think he's going to die. Mm. Tyler Durden thinks they're going to die. And then he shoots himself. And the only thing that dies is Tyler Durden. It's like, well, why would that have killed? I'm like, not sure. It, and his voice changes, right? He's like, yeah, I, I shot. I shot myself. Well, yeah, because, well, because he has a hole in his neck. So, yeah. you know, like I get that his voice would maybe change. That's fine. Uh, I don't mean like, it doesn't make sense to me that he wouldn't die. I'm saying like, what a missed opportunity. Just mm. like no, he makes the decision and pulls the trigger and saves the day. Great, right? And yeah. then that's it. That would be yeah. Great. Also, I would have loved to see a parallel movie from the from the uh, like from the perspective of Tyler Durden. Oh, weird. That would have been fun. Wait, you said that Fight Club ends a few minutes after the beginning, but I don't remember yeah. the beginning having anything about the bomb. No, the beginning wow. is uh, it's 
with a with a gun in your mouth, you speak only in vowels. Oh, you're right. I forgot yeah. about the beginning. Now, okay. I mean, it then it then rewinds, right? Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of, yeah. I don't, that movie, I think, if I had read the book first, I might have actually liked the movie more, because I didn't really? like, yeah, I the writing is very good for a book, but kind of not great for a movie. Ah. Huh. Okay. And I guess I feel that way about um, a few movies that were adapted from books, right. like um, The Beach, <laughs> the I, I Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. movie yeah. about the island in Thailand. Right. No, I've heard based of it, on a book. Yeah. The ending is very different, but um, the the writing, especially early in the movie, is really like oh, it grates on me to hear Leonardo DiCaprio's voiceover saying these lines from the book, and they uh, they're a little better as a book because i can't explain why maybe because there's no voice attached to it because it's your voice like yeah you can mm -hmm. okay i got you yeah and also but maybe yeah my i we we have to we have to kind of wrap this up i think sorry speaking of dicaprio and this is maybe controversial uh i really like the ending of uh oh crap the The movie about going into your dreams and then going into your dreams, dreams and then your dreams, dreams. Inception. Inception. I, I fell really asleep that during ending. that. Um, that's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> uh, so you didn't see the end? Uh, no, I saw it, but I, I okay. had no idea what was going on. Okay. Well, I mean, the whole end, the, the focus is like, it's important that we know if the main character is awake or asleep. Yeah, no, I know that. I, right. I, yeah, I, yeah. I figured that okay, out okay, after. That part, yeah, yeah, right. And I just like that I still can't quite tell. Like, uh, okay. I like to me, it seems like the thing wobbles enough that it's going to fall over. But maybe it's just a, a wobble pattern that's stabilizing itself. And I love that indecisiveness because that's what he's been mm-hmm. feeling the entire time, right? That's what he's yeah. most afraid of. And it fucked with me. Like, it's, it's weird, but like it, it kind of fucked with my head a little bit. Um, and that was interesting. I, really I think I need to watch that movie again. And it's it's it a good. Chance. I mean, uh, like you should. Um, when when there are things that like don't make perfect sense, you should just enjoy the spectacle. Uh, it is not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination. There are some things that if you think about it hard enough, you're like, no, nope. But it's. If you think about it more in terms of the emotions it's trying to get out of you and less about the like uh, like the accuracy of everything, then mm-hmm. I think it's really enjoyable. Really mm. enjoyable film. Yeah. I'll give it another chance. Yeah, yeah. Um We need to we need to do do this. We we have to do do this. Do this. Um and guess what? I have a very I, I have a very special do this. Uh-huh. And my do this is send us an email. Ooh. Send us an email like this guy did. Hey, <gasps> we got an email. Okay. <laughs> All right. We got an email from Ian. Oh. That's Ian, who we work with. Hi, Ian. Hi, Ian. Um, his email has multiple questions, but I'm, I'm going to save this one of them for, at for least when one Matt's person. W- at least one person listens to this podcast. It's very, I'm yes. very happy about that. He listens to the podcast, and he recently subscribed to my YouTube channel, which Whoa. I'm just saying, uh, Chorus Isolate Confirmed, just saying, you know, yeah. I'm not saying anything, I'm just saying. Um, no, 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 wait, hold on a second. <laughs> Plug it right, all right? Chorus Isolate Confirm on YouTube. It is an awesome, like, uh, YouTube channel. I'm subscribed to it, and it's not, there's more than just this podcast on it. You do, like, oh, no, you know, it's mostly videos of me singing while I play video games. <laughs> It's really funny videos uh, of like you playing like, really funny, not exactly let's plays. Um, they're they're edited plays. down. They're edited yeah. down though. No, that's um, the difference between a let's just, play and a long play. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, long play has no no cuts, but a let's play uh, has cuts. I think. I anyway, anyway, whatever. It's it's fucking dope. You should all check it out. So Ian asked us first. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, let me read the beginning. Hello, Jesse, Eric, and Matt. I have heard the sirens' calls for emails, and I, Yay. the foolish Ithacan voyager, have arrived. Ooh. Wow! Ooh, I like it. 
okay. classical uh, re- yeah. re- references. Yeah. The question is pretty straightforward. First, what brought you to Japan? Second, what keeps you in Japan? Um, my answer well, it is... won't let me out. No, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what brought me to Japan was uh, a woman Ooh, uh, who I lady. chased to Japan, met her in the U.S. Uh-huh. She had to come back to Japan, so I was like, I could move to Japan. I moved to Japan, and uh, she later became my wife, and yes. uh, we started a family, and that family is what keeps me in Japan. So, so she's also, she's yeah, she's your wife and your baby mama? Yes. Yeah. Yes. My I daughter just, is my wife's daughter too. Yes, that's good. I just like, I just, I don't know why that tickles my fancy. You just like to say "baby mama." Baby mama. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, what brought you to Japan, Eric? Uh, I wanted to come to Japan for a really long time. It's, it's lots of little mm-hmm. weird little things, right? Like when I was a kid, I like uh, practiced Aikido, and so I was, and I think that was, that was probably my entry into Japanese stuff. Uh, and then like, yeah, I liked anime when I was a teenager and, um, uh, I, too. I went to art school and studied some, you know, Japanese art forms, which are pretty cool. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of like a slow, slow burn. Right. And then I think yeah. after college, I was just like, God damn my, oh yeah, that's right. My mother has always told me and always kind of pressed that I lived abroad, that I live abroad at some point. Cause she lived abroad when she was in like, uh, right after college. Uh-huh. She lived in just, France for a little bit, and she was like, "It's an experience." Well, she was like, "For you, yeah, like you should fucking get to know the world a little bit because it'll change you and it'll be for the best." And by oh. the way, she's totally right. <laughs> you should fucking live abroad at some point. Um, yeah. And then I was, I was like, I was trying to come to Japan, and it wasn't really working out. And then I feel shitty about this, but the earthquake happened, uh, oh, and yeah. a lot of foreigners left, and I was like, "That's horrible." But also, I'm pretty sure they're hiring now. So yeah. uh, that's I jumped on a plane. I got a job. And like three weeks later, I was in Japan. Um, we, we called those foreigners who left fly jin. Ha! Because uh, they flew away. Yeah. They're gaijin yeah. who flew away. It's pretty yeah. good. Um, but yeah, it was just like I want to live in a place that's not America uh, that has a fundamentally different culture, but is not hard to live in. And that, yeah. the answer is just the answer is Japan. That's great. Or um, Canada. <laughs> no, Canada no. is America. It's, with French it's subtitles. Fi- it's our fi- it's our fifty first state with French subtitles. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> what? Uh, right. And why do I stay? Uh, I uh, met a lovely lady. And yay, ladies. Yay for me, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we are married. She is my wife. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, um, it's also the other thing is like, I like it here. <laughs> like, I, mm-hmm. there are there are pros and cons, like, there of would course. be in, in any place. And anyone who thinks it's going to be all shiny and samurai robots all day long, um, they're only partly right. They take yeah, the weekends off. It's only um, partly samurai robots, right? You know, I mean, like there are things that I straight up that, that I straight up dislike about this country. You know, like I, I'm not shy right. about the things I dislike, but there are so many things that I like that it's or that, that like on a day to day basis make my life easier. Like just just on racism, just on that alone, I don't have to be scared in this country, right? Yeah, like. That's huge. I reckon Japan treats like affects you and I differently in that regard. Probably. I mean, right. Because this is probably some of the first pieces of, for most white people in Japan, I feel like what I've heard is that this is often their first experience with racism as a like, yeah, this, Oh, I'm targeted by this. Yeah. Um, and I'm not where, one of the people who really like thinks that, Oh, I'm being persecuted. Like I don't, I don't, uh, right. I but don't it, it think about it. Opening. Right. right. It just is perspective. I, again, perspective. I, I call it to, to my friends. I refer to it as baby's first racism, right? It's like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the Pokemon of RPGs, right? Oh, Pokemon is to RPG as Japan is to racism. I mean, I think, I think, and that's really valuable. Honestly, it's by the way, really, Pokemon was absolutely not my first RPG. <laughs> yeah. I, know. I, I had, I think you. I had gotten tired of RPGs by the time Pokemon came out. But you know what I mean, right? It's like a it's it it's it's the on ramp to the highway, right? Sure. Um, 
and to the I racism think, superhighway. <laughs> yeah, but I think that that's like really valuable for people, right? Um, for that me, perspective is important. It is. It is vanilla. It's like it's like easy mode. It's like uh, it's like oh, you don't want to sit next to me on the train? Fine. Yeah. Okay. I don't have a problem with that. More space for yeah. me. But uh, but like. Oh, even I, again, it is legal for the police in Japan to stop you and pull you over, or to like stop you and interrogate you because you are a foreigner. That is, it is okay for them to ask for your passport or identification, uh, and that is illegal in America, right? Mm-hmm. They still do it, but like I know, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, it happens <laughs> all the time. But here's the difference, though: in Japan, they apologize for wasting your time, and they, and when you argue with them, saying like, "Hey, you know this is racist, right?" Like I've had people be like, "Yeah, it is," and I'm really sorry about that. But it is also like, I if I don't do this, I get fired. And I was like, oh. "See, okay." And even if he's lying, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, it, even if he's like fucking gaijins, like it doesn't matter. He treated me with respect, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he no, I've never been scared of a police officer. I've never been scared of like. God, I think the only times I've been scared have been when like I've found myself near mafia members. Uh, and even oh. then I've discovered that like, all you have to do is just leave. Nobody is out to fuck with you. Um, I, I fucking I love this country. I, I fucking love this country. It's great. Um, we don't have time for a long do this. Okay. I'll just say mine real quick. Um, uh, so I, I, I flip flopped on, on earlier. I said, I wasn't going to do this, but fucking play pl- Skyrim PSVR. If you have it, it is it is the reason why PSVR exists. I have now. Now I have not wasted my money by buying a PSVR. Now, oh, a year th- later, this yeah. was the breaking point. This is the payoff. Yeah, okay. uh, it it is awesome to be able to walk around inside that world and have enough stuff to keep you there. I can mm. play for three hours at a time, which is and nuts. The, the giant spiders are close enough to touch. And you know what? Not scary. Really? I don't know why, but it just didn't, it's not, I don't, I'm a chicken, you know, but I was, I'm totally, I'm having a great time going down in dungeons and fighting spiders and whatever. So it's great. Huh. It's great. It's great. And it, and you've only thrown up a few times, I understand. Yeah, no, no, I haven't thrown up at all. But yeah, okay. um, it, I mean, it's really not queasy. Okay. Oh, I, I should also be said, I'm really used to VR now, so. Oh, sure. You know, okay. Your mileage may vary, but fuck yeah, man. It's awesome. Hmm. Oh, right. Sorry. I almost said, though. Uh, only use the DualShock controls, though. The uh, the uh, move controls are unworkable. Um, uh, okay. Every very I tried every variation of them. They suck. Any any review that comes out and says that it's bad, they're probably using those controls because it's, it's, it's a pain in the ass. But the DualShock is great. So anyway. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh... My my daughter is knocking on my door now, so I need to wrap this up. Um, so I want to thank all of. Uh, first of all, big thank you to Ian for the email. And yeah, we will address, Ian! Woo! We will address more of his questions in the next episode when Matt's with us. Um, but uh, thanks everybody for listening to Ikinari Podcast. Bye.